What's going on, everybody? I'm Heath, and I'm here with Steven, and this is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. We put a lot of good content out there. But, Steven, crazy, crazy week of college sports, college football. It was. Um, obviously, the games we'll get to in a minute. We'll go ahead and start off with our hot topic, and really it's been kind of suspected for a, 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 before the Iron Bowl, but uh, Hugh Freeze has officially been hired as the head coach at Auburn University. Um, we thought Cadillac would get a real shot, and I actually read today that he actually did interview um, for the job with the new AD from Mississippi State. Um, obviously didn't get it, but, um, I mean, what do you think? Well, you think it's a good hire, bad hire, new, uh, neutral? 50-50. Uh, I think as a coach, strictly as a coach, I think it's a great hire for Auburn. You freeze – you know, he beat Alabama twice, two years in a row. Yeah. I mean, that that that's pretty much why he got the job. But, he's a, I mean, he's a good coach. Yeah. And I mean, he went to Liberty. Liberty's a good team. Liberty beat Arkansas this year. He had him ranked in the top, you know, 25 sometime this year. Last year, had him ranked really high. Got Malik Willis, who left Auburn, went to Liberty University, and he had him drafted in the NFL. Yeah. So, I think offensively, it's a great hire. I think keeping Cadillac, I don't know if he had any choice to say on that. Yeah, but keeping Cadillac as his associate head coach or running backs coach, whatever that is. Yeah, I, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I'm not. That's a great thing he did. Yeah. But the biggest thing a lot of people have problem with is just his uh his character, things that have happened in the past, and I'll let you hit on that. Yeah. Um. So obviously this is years ago, but we got to talk about it. The reason this is the only reason people have problem with. It. I don't think if. If this wasn't an issue, everybody would say it's a home run. I don't know, home run, but definitely a good hire. Um, so he used to be a coach at Ole Miss years ago, was fired um, because basically stuff to do with, like, escort services. He was calling escort services. Um, and um, I think also had to do with recruiting stuff. I, I don't remember all yeah, the details. Paying some players and stuff, which is not a violation anymore. I mean, you can pay players yeah. now, so he shouldn't have a problem with that. But, yeah, Stephen said, like, he was calling, you know, escorts and stuff, but apparently him and his, his wife forgave him, his family forgave him, and apparently he's on the up and up. Some people say there's still some stuff out there that they, you know, it's been six years, and you you want to be like, hey, can you forgive a guy? Because everybody's made mistakes in their life. I don't know about everybody's, you know, calling escorts and everything, but – you know, people can change. He's a Christian. So That's what he says. That's what he says. You know, we're not here to judge. But I, I actually think it's a good hire. They obviously wanted Lane Kiffin first. They pivoted to Hugh Freeze. So I think it's a good hire. I think they wanted somebody that, to me, is it's similar to a Gus Malzahn. I think they're going to have a great, great offense, and I think the defense will struggle. Yeah. But I do think, I think they could win a – like Gus Malzahn, they went to a national championship with Gus as a coach and then could have got there one year. I think it'll be like that. Yeah, I think, like you said, he'll be like Gus. He'll be up year, uh, you know, very good years, some maybe average year, maybe a bad year in there. Um, I don't – you know, I don't know if he's ever going to be on the same level as Kirby Smart or, or, or Nick Saban or some of these other greats. Um, great coaches, but I, overall, I think it is a good good hire, like you I said. Um, people mess up, you forgive. 
we have to take his word. I mean, obviously, we don't know him personally. Most people don't. And so we, we're assuming he's a better person now. Right. We put a poll out on Instagram asking, you know, is it a good hire? Y'all think he's a good fit? It was about 60-40. 60 60% of the people said, yeah, they, they liked the hire. And then 40% of the people didn't. I'm going to highlight the show. We're actually a little different. Me and Stevens got on ESPN right now because at 6 o'clock, the college football playoff rankings drop, and it is the biggest one. It'll basically tell us if Alabama's got somewhat of a shot to make the playoffs. We're going to go over our playoff predictions and who we think should be in. We're going to highlight the Saraland Theodore local shout-out yeah. a little later and South Alabama, and we're going to look at the Iron Bowl this past weekend. So. Right, yeah. We got a lot, a lot of college football stuff. Um, like he said, we'll get to the playoff stuff here in a bit. Also, another question on Instagram of whether Alabama deserves to be uh, included in the playoffs. We'll give our opinions on that. Um, but first off, let's just start with some games this past weekend. Obviously, the biggest one in our area, Alabama versus Auburn, the Iron Bowl. I think it kind of went as people expected. You know, Alabama won 49-27. to Auburn jumped out to a 7 nothing lead, which didn't surprise me. I thought they might. Um, but then kind of the emotion wore off, and then talent just started taking over. And obviously, Alabama has way more talent than Auburn. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. You know, it wasn't the victory that a team with Alabama's talent compared to Auburn's talent who didn't have a coach that had an interim coach. I mean, you should have beat them a lot worse, but you did beat them by, what is that, 22, 22. points. They ran the ball down our throat. I think they had over 300 yards rushing. And for a team that you know they can't throw the ball, Auburn could not throw the ball, they still ran it down our throat. And I think maybe we got into a little bit of a prevent playing soft, but still, it's unacceptable. Yeah, they – I know I'm not as hard and, you know, hating on Pete Golden as maybe a lot of people, but he is very inconsistent. And and also, Nick, like, what are you doing allowing – they just went to a lot of too deep safety a lot. And like you said, like, Ashford made a couple good throws. You know, the one touchdown pass he had was nice. Um, but he only completed 77 – or had 77 yards, like three yards per attempt. He's not going to beat you passing. And they just continued to let them – instead of stacking the box – but, you know, at the end of the end, they won, so that's all that matters. Oh, I want to give a shout-out to the United States men's team advancing to the next round to play the Netherlands. They got a dub here. First soccer. Soccer. We soccer don't watch team. a lot of soccer, but, hey, it's USA. First they, time advancing since, like, I think I saw 2010 maybe. They beat uh, – who did they play? Iran. Iran. Iran, however you say it. Beat them one nothing. Great dub. Let's move on. Yeah, uh, so let's – huge upset – South Carolina, not the biggest upset of the weekend, I'll say, but a huge upset. South Carolina beat Clemson, pretty much getting rid of Clemson's playoff hopes, 31-30, to 30, beat them by one point. And we actually, I think, I don't know if you watched the whole game, I was flipping back and forth between the other games. Um, thought Clemson was going to blow them out because Spencer Rattler started off uh, very shaky, threw a pick six, threw another interception in the end zone they were about to score. Um, but yet they he came back, had a pretty nice game, uh, and they pulled off the upset at Clemson. Yeah, it was a big upset. It was bad, bad loss for Clemson. Like you said, knocks them out of the playoff. Two weeks in a row, South Carolina pulling a big upset. Last week at home against Tennessee. This week on the road. Yeah, and I don't know what – I mean, Dabo Sweeney is a very loyal guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how bad Ulungalele – their quarterback, I think he was like eight for twenty nine, is what I saw. Eight for twenty something. He he did he wasn't good at all. Um, and he still 
Dabo's still saying that he's the guy, he's the quarterback, but apparently he's got a younger brother that's apparently one of the top recruits in the country. Maybe that's why he's thinking. And maybe it is. That's <laughs> that's what I said to I think B. Hey, Mr. Jeff. Maybe that's why they're sticking with him. I'm not sure. Possibly. But the next game is Michigan. The what do they call it? The Wolverines. No, yeah, but they call oh, it the biggest is. rivalry. I can't. Remember. I don't know what they call it. It's one of the biggest rivalries. It's Michigan versus Ohio State. Michigan beat Ohio State 45-23. A bit of a shocker. I didn't think they'd be able to do that especially with Blake Corm out, but we're going to hit on this game, I think, or the Ohio State a little more later when we talk about our playoffs. But it was, it was a surprise in J.J. McCarthy. You see why they made the switch to him? Yeah. Because he's a good quarterback, and they just yeah. were more physical in the line of scrimmages. Yeah, definitely shocked. I mean, I guess I wasn't too shocked that they won, just shocked that they won by 22 points. It, yeah, yeah. It, and it, it was a – for. I'll get into it a little bit. I think it's um for everybody saying they got absolutely blown out and destroyed and dog walked, dude, it was a touchdown game with seven minutes left yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was Ohio it was State close was for a winning. While. Ohio State was winning at halftime. So, yeah, Michigan's clearly the better team. I think, like I said, I think it was the line of scrimmages. I think Michigan's better at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, for sure. And honest and we forgot to conclude this in the show. Um, I think that kind of C.J. Stroud, I believe, yeah. and the Heisman is yeah. out of it. Absolutely. Um, I th- we were talking about it that Caleb Williams is probably going to be – it's probably going to be the f- farthest gap between who wins it and who's second in a while. Because I don't think – other than Caleb Williams, I mean, who else? Like, I know Bo, that people have Bo Nix in the Heisman watch, but he just lost again. I think it would be C.J. Stroud, but he's not going to yeah any of the votes. Yeah. So, I mean – Caleb Williams is probably going to run away with the Heisman. It's definitely going to be the most anticlimactic yeah. Heisman I called ceremony. That at the beginning of the season, if you want to go back and listen. You did. You did. Let's jump to USC Notre Dame. We'll get leave that other one for last. So USC, I actually picked Notre Dame to upset them. I was wrong. USC beat Notre Dame 38 to 27. And I actually should have, because preseason, I actually had USC as a sleeper playoff you, team. You did, yeah. Uh, I should have stuck with them, but I picked Notre Dame to beat them, but they did not. They lost 38-27. I think what the surprise – and I see why you picked Notre Dame because that was a very close game. But I think the surprising part, when you think of Lincoln Riley and Kayla Williams, you think offense go fast, fast, fast. What impressed me, the weakness of USC is their defense. But what USC did offensively in possessing the football – they ran the ball a lot, which was eating up clock. They wasn't going as quick. And then Caleb Williams, he, he's he's phenomenal. I mean, he really is. To me, him and Bryce are probably the best two, which C.J. Stroud, definitely top three quarterbacks in the country. And Caleb's got another year. He's phenomenal. You see why USC probably paid him a lot of money to get him from Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they're, <laughs> they're, they're loaded at receiver. They're loaded oh, yeah. offensively. And they're a really good team. Yeah, they really are. Uh, so, the game – that we talked about that was the biggest upset. South Carolina Clemson was a big upset. Texas A&M beat LSU 38-23. to By far the biggest upset of the weekend. LSU's playoff hopes absolutely down the drain. They're, they are not making the playoff. There's no way they're making the playoffs. Um, and I don't... I watched most of the game. I still don't, you know, obviously anything can happen in a rivalry game. 
but I thought for sure LSU was going to beat them. I thought it would be close, not not like too close, but close maybe within like 10 points just because being at Texas A&M, being a rivalry game, maybe LSU is looking ahead to Georgia. But I definitely didn't see And, you know, they were beating about 21 points in the fourth quarter and ended up beating them by, by 15 points. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, they, they just went to bed. And I think A&M key, ran it down their throat. They ran it down their throat. And I think a key was, I was listening on the radio, Jaden Daniels, we said that he turned the corner after Tennessee, after they got blasted by Tennessee, and he played a lot better against Florida. He played better against Alabama. And then I think maybe the week after. No, the week after they almost lost to Arkansas. Okay, Arkansas, yeah. So it's like after the Florida and Bama game, after he Arkansas, right, he went he back played good to UAB, but it's UAB. Yeah, and then A and M, he he kind of went right back to what he was doing at the earlier part of the season. And they said he apparently there was guys wide open downfield. He wouldn't throw the ball. He just took off running. And so it was a shock. I was shocked. My the LSU the LSU fan that listens to the show, Matt Mueller. I don't know if we got multiple, but I know he does. He was actually down here, and I know he was very very upset. Yeah, I wish I could have was, been there watching the game with him. Maybe it comforted him. I may have like, gave him a hug. Had his shoulder for him to cry on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah couldn't happen to a better bunch. Yeah, uh, definitely shocking. Absolutely, we're gonna take a break real quick. Come back, and we're gonna look at all the conference championships. Uh, some have no bearing on the college football playoff. Some have huge bearing on the college football playoff. But we'll look at that on the other side of the break. All right, we're back. Let's look at the conference championships. Heath, let's start off. There's a few that, you know, don't mean as much. Like, let's start off with UCF, number 22. And these are the as of, you know, today's Tuesday. They're coming out with the rankings. So, as of this past week's rankings, some of these will change tonight. But number 22, UCF versus number 19, Tulane. You know, we don't know much about these teams because we don't follow them. Tulane is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I like Tulane. Uh, they run the ball a lot. They got to get a running back. I watched them. They beat Cincinnati. I picked them. They beat Cincinnati last week. UCF, Gus Malzahn, coach team. I know John Rice Plumley's their quarterback, but I'm going to have to roll with uh, Tulane. Tulane on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Tulane also for the reasons you said. And also, I can't talk much about them because I haven't watched them a whole lot this year, but I'll go with Tulane. Go. Uh, next game, uh, you know. You wouldn't even think this would be a conference championship, but Purdue, not even ranked Purdue, eight and four Purdue versus uh, number three, Michigan, probably higher after tonight. I would say number, probably number two in the country. Or one. Or one, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Purdue versus number three, Michigan. Michigan is a 16 and a half point favorite. This is actually the first time I've seen that spread. And, dude, that's very surprising. Very, very. You think it should surprising. be more? I, yeah, absolutely. I think it should be more. Now I know Purdue is one of the best passing teams in the country. Maybe that hurts Michigan, but I like Michigan in this game. I just think they'll wear them out. Uh, give me Michigan. I I got them covering that spread. I like Michigan in this game. Yeah, and and it's not even going to be close. I don't think. I mean, I know Purdue has been known. You know, the past handful of years they've pulled some upsets over Ohio State. I will say this game doesn't. It means a lot because it is a conference championship, but Michigan can lose this game and still be in the college. Yeah, and that's the thing. Will Michigan kind of – not that it doesn't mean anything to them, but will they kind of, in their minds, kind of relax because they know 
we can lose and still make it. I thought they would last year after they beat Ohio State. I'm like, oh, they're going to be feeling themselves. Do they? I don't know who they played last year, but they beat them like 59 to three. Yeah. Um, so next game, another one that doesn't mean as much because Clemson lost. Clemson versus North Carolina. Clemson is a seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, uh, Drake May is a great quarterback in North Carolina, but he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Honestly, maybe top five. But I just don't think their defense is good enough. Gene Chizik calling the defense is not very good. Uh, give me Clemson. I think their defense is too good, and I think they'll run the ball. Yeah, I think they'll get back to um, playing how they normally play. I think even though they Dabo's committed to DJ Uwalungale, I think if he gets in there and struggles, it's going to be yeah. very quick. He's going to be on a short leash. And I think we'll see the – I think he's only a freshman, right? The five-star Cole Klubnik, something like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, but I'm going with Clemson. Um, so now on to the two games. Let's start with the Utah game, uh, the games that mean something. Utah, you had them as a preseason playoff team yeah. versus USC. USC is a three-point favorite. Ooh, this game's hard for me, Steven. Like you said, you know I love my Utah Utes. Utah did beat them in the regular season. Utah beat them in the regular season, but let me lay it out for you. Let me lay it out for you. Because I, I don't know if you watched it. Did you watch the game in the regular season when they played? Uh, a little bit. I think I watched the very end of it. Okay, well, let me lay it out for you. It was a home night game for Utah. Apparently, it's a very tough place to play. They were remembering like two or three of their teammates that passed away last year. So, it was like their ceremony night. So, it was a very emotional night. USC kind of jumped out on Utah Utah came back on them, and they still had to score a touchdown with under a minute and then went for two to take the lead and win. I say that to say this. I think Utah is playing better. I mean, USC is playing better now than they were then. I think Utah is playing worse. Cam Rising, I loved him at the beginning of the season. He's been struggling. He's made a liar out of me. Yes, he's been struggling. I just think Caleb Williams is too good. Would I be shocked if they lose? No. But I think neutral site, maybe the refs are going to be a little biased. I like USC in this game. Yeah, like you said, I, I'm I'm USC also. Um, again, being at Utah. Um, it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season. Yeah, a good team. Um, and we'll see that later on in one of our local shout-outs. Um, but, yeah, it – like you said, at Utah, the place was rocking. I want to say they even went for two instead of going for the extra point. Yeah, they went for two with like yeah, 20 went, seconds left to win the game. Yeah, to, to win the game, take the lead. USC's gotten way better. Um, I think Caleb Williams is playing better. Overall, as a team, is playing better. Because honestly, because their defense wasn't good at the beginning of the year, I thought Notre Dame would run it down their throat um, and, and run away – not run away with the game, but, you know, control the game. Notre Dame scored 28 points, which isn't – is not, you know, a, a little amount of points, but it's not like a lot, not in college football. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'll go USC also. Uh, and then the game, the big game around here, the big game in the SEC, the SEC championship, LSU versus number one, Georgia. Georgia is a 17-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, it, it, Honestly, it could be higher, maybe should be higher. I got Georgia by – Let's do score predictions on this one. Okay. I got Georgia 
34 to 14. So I got him by 20. I just don't – Jaden Daniels doesn't throw the ball good enough or well enough, I think is the proper way to say it. He doesn't throw the ball well enough to beat a good Georgia defense. Georgia's defense is better than Alabama's. Yeah. I don't think they're going to let him run like, I think like Bama did. I think their offense yeah. – not the quarterback position, obviously, but their offense as a whole is better than Alabama. They I can think. run the ball kind of like Texas A&M did because I think Georgia has a better offensive line than Alabama. So, yeah, Georgia 34-14. Yeah, um, and this one's kind of difficult because you don't know which team on either side you're getting. Does LSU come out and they're you know sad and moping around because they just ruined their playoff chances against Texas A&M? Or do they come out? fired up, wanting to win the SC championship, ready to go. Does Georgia come out and kind of like Michigan, you know, Georgia could get blown out this game, honestly, and still make the playoffs. Um, I don't think there's any scenario whatsoever that Georgia and Michigan do not make the playoffs. So does Georgia come out? Because this game, not that it doesn't mean anything, but as far as pursuing a national title, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Obviously, they want to go undefeated. Obviously, they want to win a conference championship. Um, so do they come out kind of sleepwalking? Do they come out fired up? I think they come out fired up. Um, I mean, I don't think – the West is way down this year. You know, um, I don't think LSU is as good as they, their record was. Um, and this isn't a grumpy Alabama fan saying, I don't think Alabama is as good as their uh, record Absolutely not. Uh, was. Um, I just look at, you know, LSU – Ole Miss jumped out to a 14-point lead on them. I don't think if Georgia does that, I don't Aub- think they Auburn had him seventeen. Nothing. Auburn had him seventeen and nothing. Um, Bama has not been has Arkansas this whole year. Bama this whole year has not been good on the road at all. Like if you're playing Bama on the road this year, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a hundred yards and penalties. Yeah, you know, so they're giving you a football field. Bryce Young had a terrible game, and still they had to go to overtime to win. Arkansas the very next week was only a six win team. They were playing with second and third string quarterbacks and almost won. And then, of course, A&M beats them. So, I think the West is just way down. Alabama, for sure, included in that. So, I think if Georgia comes out fired up like I think they will and plays even close to how they play versus Oregon, dude, I could, I'm, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Georgia because I think they'll try to run the ball a lot. I'm going to go 38 – I'm going to go 38 to 17. So that's 21 points. 21 points. Okay, so yeah, then by 21. We didn't do TCU and Kansas State. That's a oh, yeah, we huge that yet. game, big playoff implications. That is two-and-a-half point spread. Steven, what is your prediction on that game? They played earlier in the year as well. Yeah, and T- yeah, obviously TCU won their undefeated. I mean, I'm going to go TCU. I know TCU has struggled a whole lot this year against way lesser opponents, but somehow they find a way to win. Um, sometimes that's what it's about. I just saw TCU's strength of record is number one. Is it really? Yes. Okay, so there you go. Um, I, I think they pull it out. I think they go undefeated through the conference championship and, and make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they lose, but I'm not sitting here and picking Kansas State 
to beat TCU. We're actually projected to play Kansas State. Alabama is in a lot of polls and a lot of things that they think that's where we're going to play them in our bowl game. I am not looking forward. If we play Kansas State, that is not going to be a fun game. That's just not going to be a fun game. But I like TCU. I think they have a high-powered offense. They have Alabama's future offensive coordinator. Uh, Hopefully. Little Riley. I don't even know his first name. Prophesy. I think it's Garrett. Garrett Riley. That's it. That is it. That's it. Garrett Riley. They have a really good offense. I don't know if their stud first-round receiver is going to play. I think he will. Max Duggan's a good quarterback. I think their defense is getting better. So, give me TCU. Yeah, so speaking of playoffs, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, let's do it. And let's start off with a question that we had. Uh, we put out on our Instagram. A lot of people voted. Actually, let me, I'm going to go ahead and pull it up unless we'll give the actual. It's already off. Uh, that's right, because we did. I, you, can't save, it was, you can't save stories on Instagram. Um, 78% said yes. Yeah. Or said no, they don't deserve. 78% of people said Bama does not deserve to be in the playoffs, and 22% said they do deserve to be in the playoffs. Right, and I think probably the same percentage of if they will they make the playoffs, will they not make the playoffs. So, does Alabama deserve to be in the playoffs? Now, Heath and I are huge Alabama fans. Yes. Obviously, we want them to dominate everybody and make the playoffs and win a national championship let, every single year. Let me – let me this debate or whatever this is, what we're about to say, this is not – this is really between Alabama and Ohio State because I don't think any Alabama fan thinks that Bama should be in over USC, TCU, Michigan, or Georgia. So, go ahead, Steven, what you were saying. Yeah, and just on the small talks we've had about it, I think we're going to pretty much have the same views, which sometimes I wish we disagreed so we could have something to go back and forth on. We may disagree. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to make it make ourselves – I'll say something ridiculous like Skip Bayless and go off on a tangent. But – um. You know, we follow some Bama sports pages on Instagram, like us personally in our in our podcast page, and there's all these people. Colin Cowherd said Alabama should be fifth ahead of Ohio State, um, and then obviously that means one team needs to lose, and um, they could make it. A lot of the Bama pages are saying, oh, you know, we lost to two top teams on the last play of the game. Okay. Wrong. They're not top teams. <laughs> yeah, not the way they finished. Um, look, this is a diehard Alabama fan saying this. I do not think this team deserves to be in the playoffs. I don't think they deserve to be ranked five. You know, like he said, we have the TV on. We'll find out here. It's 547, so in the next 15, 20 minutes, maybe we'll find out where they're ranked. I don't think they deserve to be it because as easily as you could say – they won or they lost their two games by on the last play. They also won three games on three play. So the Texas game, they lost by a point. One play could have changed one that. One by a point. Or one by a point. Um, we kicked a field goal. With, we were losing, kicked a field goal with like 17 seconds. Yeah. So one play, we lose that game. Texas, a, a bad Texas A&M team. At, we're at home now. Bryce didn't play. Bryce didn't play, but. When you're – if you're considered one of the top – think you're one of the top four or top five teams in the country. Auburn beat Texas A&M. Yeah, if, you're, if you think you're one of the top five teams in the country, your team as a whole should be able to handle yeah, a agree. much lesser I, opponent. I agree. So, that's that's two games. And then the Ole Miss game, who obviously Ole Miss has kind of fallen apart. They've gone eight and four. So, there's three games right there against way lesser opponents 
that the best record out of those three teams is eight and four. Yes. It's a one one play, and you lose the game. Well, Ole Miss, if they would have scored, they probably I think would have tied it. We went into overtime, but still, no, they would have won. Would they have won? That's right. We went by five. Yeah, we won by six, or six, five or six. Yeah. Yeah. So three games right there. So if you want to bring the argument of lost two games on the last play to top teams, okay, won three games against way lesser opponents on one play. So a lot of the debate is Alabama, Ohio State. So Ohio State, we already can They got beat by Michigan this past weekend. Michigan is unquestionably a top two team in the country. They are not a Tennessee LSU that like pretended. No, this is a legit top two team in the country, and it's probably going to go to the national championship against Georgia. That's just what it is. So Ohio State, I said before, they were winning at halftime. Of course, they're on the road. They were down eight with seven minutes and 30 seconds left. Then they gave up two long plays at the end of the game that made the score look worse than it was. Yeah. Michigan didn't have their Heisman Trophy candidate, Blake Corm. I understand that. Ohio State could strongly come back and say they didn't have the best receiver in the country, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and they didn't have their top running back, Trevor Henderson, who is a dog. So they could say that. But I, I want to do this little exercise with you, Steven. What is Alabama's best win of the season? Their best win, if you're looking at... Because they're probably only going to beat... When the final polls are here at the end of the year, like this week, they're probably going to beat two ranked teams, Texas and Mississippi State. So what do you think Alabama's best win is? I mean, their best win would be Texas, eight, okay. eight and four, eight and four at Texas, whose who's quarterback got hurt. Quarterback got hurt. Okay. And they'll probably be ranked or they I think they were twenty one this past Yeah. So they'll they, probably be nineteen twenty. Yeah, they might they'll be top twenty. They're probably so, not top fifteen. So there's that. Alabama has two losses, Ohio State has one loss. Alabama law has two losses at, on the last play, granted on the road. Ohio so, State beat Penn State handily there, on I the road. Fixing to go there. So what Sorry, do you Steve, No no no, you're good. What do you look Penn State is gonna be ranked eight tonight, probably. They beat Penn State by double digits on the road. Ohio State, I've been doing my research. Ohio State was going into last week was the only team in the country that had beaten every team they played by double digits. Georgia hadn't done it. Michigan hadn't done it. TCU hadn't done it. Nobody's done it but Ohio State. Ohio State beat Penn State on the road. They're gonna be they're gonna finish in the top ten, a legit top ten team, only team that Penn State has lost to is Michigan and Ohio State. They beat Notre Dame, a Notre Dame team that started out struggling but finished fairly decent. They'll finish 8-4. and four. And so, I say I'd like to say this. There is no way, because I'll do another exercise with you. Say, and this is what I hear from Alabama fans. Well, oh, you know, they got blown out. They don't deserve it. Alabama, you know, and I'm not talking about anybody I talk to. Because I love being the devil's advocate on everything. But I'm talking about these fan pages and stuff. You know, Alabama would never. Alabama would never get blown out like that. Alabama got blown out by 30-something against Clemson three, three, four years ago when yeah. two was national championship team. Got blown out. So, let me ask you this. if Would you be mad if we played Georgia at home, got beat by 22? That was our only loss. We beat every other team we played by double digits. And, and didn't make it? And they put Ohio State, who had two losses, granted, last play of the game, 
and we beat LSU, who was a legit. So we lost to Georgia by 22, but we beat a legit LSU team that was a bona fide top 10 team. And Ohio State hadn't beat anybody but an eight and four, whoever Purdue, and they lost two games. Would you be mad if they? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Who you know? Who would be mad? It's the stu- It's the stupidest. There is no reason. And to me, a two loss team should not be in the playoff. A fourteen playoff. We actually have an Ohio State fan was hitting us up on Instagram, and I was agreeing with him. And he hates what's going on. He he's mad. He don't think Ohio State should be in it either. And I just think it's it's just utterly ridiculous. I don't think a two-loss team should be in the playoff. Now, this year, there's not a lot of good teams. But I don't think a two-loss team should be in the playoffs unless they win their conference championship. And I will say this, and I'm going to give it back to you. I think if Alabama was playing in the SEC championship Saturday against Georgia. With two losses. With two losses like they have now. And they beat Georgia. Absolutely, 100%. Alabama deserves to be in there over Ohio State. Yeah. But they went to bed, and they're not. Alabama can't improve their resume. No, and, and so bottom line, I think we're both agreeing they don't deserve. Uh, they just don't. They don't deserve to be in the playoff. Um, shouldn't make the playoff. There's going to be. And honestly, let's 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 let's, let's take let's yeah. take off the Alabama blinders. Based off of what you've seen this year. The inconsistencies on offense, the inconsistencies on defense. Bryce running for his life half the time when he's passing the ball. If we made the, do you really want him to make the playoffs and probably get embarrassed in the first round? They would unquestionably play Georgia in the first round. Yeah, probably get embarrassed. No. Now I know people. Oh, that's what they said last year. That's what, okay. We had Jamison Williams last year who torched Georgia. They couldn't stop him. What you saw from Alabama in the second half after Jamison Williams got hurt last year, that's what you'd see this year. Yeah, absolutely. So let's who legit team? I have five legit teams or, or teams that have a real to me have a realistic shot of making the playoffs. Obviously, let's just go ahead and knock out Georgia, Michigan. Yep. Obvious. TCU. TCU, USC, and Ohio State. To me, that's the only five teams that should have a realistic shot of making the playoffs because of what we just said. There's no reason to say it all again. I agree with you, and I'm going to break down the scenarios I sent it to you last night. This is what I think is going to happen. I think Bama's going to be ranked sixth. I think Ohio State will be ranked fifth. I think USC will be fourth. TCU will be third. Georgia, Michigan, flip them away, however you want. I think if USC – Loses. If you if the top three win, TCU, Michigan, Georgia, they win, they're in. If USC loses, I think Ohio State gets bumped in. If USC and TCU lose, I think then Ohio State's in and TCU will be in. But I think this is this is interesting. See if you agree with me. I think if TCU loses and Ohio, and USC wins. I think TCU falls out and Ohio State goes in because of name recognition, because of money. Yeah. But if TCU and USC lose, I think Ohio State goes in. And TCU. TCU. I just don't think they're going to put a two-loss out. They, I'm telling you, dude, it w- there would be chaos. If they put Alabama in, it'll riot. People will be so mad. Like, people will be yeah, living. You think uh, Danny Cannell hates the SEC now? <laughs> I mean, you you probably have – there's no telling what would happen. 
Yeah, let's go ahead and give our playoff predictions. Um, and like you said, and we both agree, Georgia, Michigan, they're locks. They're in no matter what. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say they both win. You say they both win, be at one and two. Yeah. No. Yeah. So the final two spots are where the maybe not a lot. If, if TCU and USC both win, then there's no drama at all. I don't think. Um, yeah. No. Absolutely. And even if, like you said, if you if if TCU and both USC lose, I still think there's no drama. Ohio State in TCU in. If TCU goes to the, the the drama is when TCU loses, USC wins. That's when the drama would take place. Because, as you just said, you said, who was it has TCU as the number one strength of schedule? ESPN. ESPN has them as a number one strength of schedule. If the playoff committee is staying true to what they say, and it's – Strength of record. Strength of record. A strength of record. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, that's where the drama would take place. If TCU loses, USC wins. USC just won, so obviously you'd have to put them in. TCU only has one loss, made it their conference championship. Do you drop them? Ohio State goes in. I think you do, or they. I think they will, as you mentioned, name recognition, big brand, more money. Um, so I think that's what happened. But so for me, I'm going to have Georgia one, Michigan two. I'll I pick TCU to win, so I'm going to have them at three. I pick USC to win. Uh, actually, I, I wrote my names down wrong. I pick USC to win, so I'm going to have them at four. Ohio State at five looking out, and um, uh, Bama at six. Yeah. Uh, man, it's just so tough. I think we have – oh, and they're actually talking about it now. Let me bring it up. How in the world – and I understand Hendon Hooker got hurt, but if Tennessee – if you're looking at Tennessee and Alabama on the same level, how is Tennessee not ranked higher? I know they won't be. How would Tennessee not be ranked higher? They have the head-to-head. They have the better win. Now they have a worse loss, South Carolina. That's the South only Carolina thing is going to be top 25. Yeah, that's week. the only thing I can think of them having yeah. Alabama head they for. They beat LSU by 40. Or, yeah. no, by 30-something. Yeah, 40 to 13, yeah. I think. So, uh, I, don't, I don't know. But, let's. I got the same. I got Georgia 1, Michigan 2. I actually got USC 3 and TCU 4 because I think – you think the committee will want TCU knocked out in the first round? I do, yes. And I think Michigan could knock them out, but I think that they would want to see – I think that they think that Georgia would win would win against USC, and I think that they sneakily would want either, you know, Michigan or USC in the national championship. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because whether it's Georgia versus Michigan or Georgia versus USC, TCU, that's a two big like, names. TCU snuck, so – USC and Georgia play, and TCU sneaks Michigan. They don't want TCU and Georgia in the national championship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think it's about definitely matches. not right. Kind of like they did Alabama versus Georgia last year. They didn't. They they slid Georgia to three and put Cincinnati four because they wanted Alabama to just beat Cincinnati and Georgia and Michigan play in the semifinals. Yeah, they didn't want they didn't um, want Cincinnati, Cincinnati nowhere near. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's our playoff predictions. Obviously, we're doing we're recording this like a few minutes right before they drop the rankings. And let me say this, and we'll next week we'll give our playoff whatever who we think is going to win. Give me, I like Caleb Williams, sneaky, sneaky. USC has a legit shot. Steven? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> 
honestly, the way all of them looked, I, I hate to go against TCU because they're undefeated, but I just don't, I don't, I just don't think against any four of those teams that TCU has a shot. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with Georgia going back to back. Just, I mean, they they recruit so well. Kirby's a great coach. He has a great staff. Um, so I definitely think that's gonna happen. And I'm, the reason we're giving off our playoff predictions now is because the real rankings will come out Sunday. And we'll have recorded – there's no – you know, we'll record again after the rankings come out that we'll talk about. So, that's why we're giving our predictions now. We'll see what happens. Uh, it'll be coming up here in a few minutes. I'm going to take a quick break and come back and actually talk some college basketball because that started back. Look at that. And then we'll finish up with our local shout-outs. We're back. So, if you're just now listening to the show, pretty much the rankings are out. Pretty much everything me and Steven said, you know, Came to pass. Ohio State's fifth. Bama sixth. Bama has no shot. Bama, now. yeah, I'm gonna say Bama really has no shot. Which is what we said. They put Kansas State at ten, which is interesting, and TCU's three. So if TCU just doesn't get blown out, like absolute boat race by, you know, thirty points, I think TCU will be in, you know, pretty much like no matter what. Like I said, so yeah, honestly, I mean it's not gonna happen. But I think Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC all could lose this weekend. Bama's still not making the playoffs. Yeah, um, I agree. So, and they shouldn't. Like we said, they shouldn't. Um, so, we're going to talk about a little college basketball. See, season is early. Season just started. Um, Alabama. Let me say this, Stephen. Go ahead. Before we go ahead. I know I keep cutting you off, man. Let's uh, – very sad we have officially probably seen the last of – Bryce Young and Will Anderson at the University of Alabama. Yeah. Sad. Throwing up salutes. Yeah, man. Hey. And he best of luck, guys. One of the best quarterbacks Nick Saban's ever had, wasted it on probably the worst offensive coordinator Nick Saban's ever had. Yep. Sad. Go ahead, buddy. Anyway, moving on to college basketball. Alabama, who's a very young team, very deep team, very athletic team just took down in four overtimes the number one they were the rank were ranked number one in the country North Carolina did you watch all of that game uh most of it yeah I was asleep the first part but yeah I watched it uh Alabama's got a really 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 talented very talented team a lot of good freshmen Brandon Miller potential top 10 draft pick a legit this ain't no JD Davison this guy's the truth. He struggled against North Carolina on one team. It was a great game. Four it was. Time game. The guy you're really high on, Jaden Bradley. I like him as well. Yeah. Uh, Javon Quinterly is back a lot sooner than I think me and you both thought with the ACL. Nate Oates is doing a lot of the same crap he did last year, running just absolutely no offense. They're not running any offense. It makes no sense. They literally they do a pick high, whoever dribbles the ball up, Bediaco sets a pick high, and if they don't do nothing off that play, it's just ISO ball. Yeah, and what's crazy is they had to go to four overtimes. Alabama shot like 40-something percent from three. I mean, yeah, they made a lot of their threes. So you're like, well, why didn't y'all go to overtime? Well, they had turnovers. They missed like eight extra points – or not extra points um, – free throws. Obviously, they hardly shoot any twos, so most of their shots are threes. Um, I mean, but – Give credit. They did beat the number one team in the country. So, huge win. And that's also after beating Michigan State. I think they were ranked 12th at the time. Yeah. They beat Michigan State. 
last week, I think it was. No, was it? Uh, this week. It was uh, Wednesday. So last Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, right before Thanksgiving. Um, no, no, Thursday night. Thursday night. It was Thanksgiving night they did. Was it? Yep. I know for a fact. It was Thursday night. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was watching the Vikings and Patriots game and then flipped to that game. Yeah, so hopefully they'll keep it up. Uh, Mention some other teams. So Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri. Um, obviously Auburn had a good year last year. What did they did they make the final four? Or they made? Um, no, they got beaten the uh, round of thirty two. Round of thirty two by Miami. That's right. They got upset. Um, they were a number two seed. Yeah, that's right. They got upset. They were expected to go very far, but Auburn's undefeated right now. So is Mississippi State and Missouri. Um, Arkansas was a, has a lot of hype this year. I think they're ranked 11th. They also have one, only one loss on the season. Um, so, you know, obviously SEC typically is a football conference, but maybe they'll have some really good uh, basketball teams this year. So we'll see. Yeah, so let's roll into our local shout-out. The local shout-out is let's do Theodore. Versus Saraland, we talked about this game, the semifinal win, and you go to the state championship. We both picked Saraland. Theodore beat him earlier in the year. It was really a low-scoring game. I say that's because of the kids had a week off. The kid they didn't have school that week. They were out of their routine. Thanksgiving the day before, too much ham, too much ham, turkey. Saraland wins twenty-one. Was it twenty-one-six? So. <laughs> we actually left with four minutes to go when it went. They went up twenty-one-six. I think they scored again, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did. So twenty. No, it was twenty-one. It was twenty-one. Was it? Yeah, it was twenty-one. They okay. could have scored. Uh, they took a knee. Yeah, I think so. Well, good for them. Um, yeah, and actually, I think wasn't was it seven to three going into the fourth? It was seven to three at halftime. I know that. Very low scoring game. Very low scoring game. I'm um, not sure the exact score going into the fourth. My sister, your sister, very devastated. Yeah, we told them. We told they them go to Theodore. If you don't know, nobody listens to me and you. Both me and you were. I don't know if we were pulling for Sarah Land, but I, we just I mean, didn't want to be wrong. Yeah, we didn't want to be wrong. Corey um, was there. Ty was there. We there going for Sarah Land. And a couple other people. It was a good game. Yeah. So our sisters go to Theodore. We told them bring your tissues. They're going to lose. They're not going to make it. Um, because they can't throw the ball. That no, Theodore's game is running the ball. Not. They cannot throw the ball. Um, Let me tell you, they when I say this, I'm not lying. They ran the same play, th- same pass play, three plays in a row. They ran a corner route and an out route with the quarterback scrambling right. Three plays. Yeah, in a row. it was it's down terrible. there. I think they were in the red zone trying yes, to score. Ended up having to settle for a field goal that I believe they missed. Yes. Um, but definitely saw. You know, we talked about Ryan Williams, who's a, only a sophomore wide receiver committed to Bama. He showed flashes. Had a few plays where, you know, he dropped the ball, would have been touchdown. He he probably could have had – if he'd have caught every ball, one of them would have been a very hard catch, but if he could have caught every ball, he probably would have had four touchdowns. Yeah, you would like to see him catch those footballs that he dropped, but he did have one run, 43 yards, touchdown to, really. To seal, seal the, the game. game, yeah. He is one of the fastest players with the football running north and south that I've ever seen live. I mean, he can – he can fly like on the. I know the touchdown run. I was like, nah. First down run. Yeah, he turned. Guys that, had angles and they didn't catch him. He turned that corner and ran. Um, another quarterback or, or prospect, the uh, quarterback K. I think it's KJ Lacey, KJ. sophomore quarterback. 
has a lot of room to grow. You can see the arm. I mean, he, he has his a... His arm talent's phenomenal. Yeah, has a cannon attached to his arm. Um, You can tell he plays baseball because he does a lot of sidearm throws, um, weird angles that you see like Patrick Mahomes and some of these guys do. Very good arm talent. Missed a few throws. Um, Very careless with the ball. But that's probably typical of a young player trying to do too much. You know, he's only a sophomore, so... By the next two years, it's going to be fun going to when both of those guys are seniors. Absolutely, go watch them play, see how much better they are. I, I mean, I imagine. I mean, Ryan Williams now already has offers from all these colleges. I'm sure KJ Lacey will be right there with them when it's all said and done. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go into our second local shout out. And we actually talked about this guy. I think earlier in the podcast, uh, my wife sent me this from Max Prep Sports. LeBear and Phylon from Baker. He's a junior this year. Even listen to this. He leads the nation. Nation. In points per game. He plays basketball. 42.3 points per game in seven games. That's incredible. Yeah. Man, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, like you said, we did mention him on an earlier episode. Um, and I actually want to pull it up. It's not just 42.3 points per game. Um, so he's not was he a junior? He's a junior. So yes. he's a junior. Still young kid, still has one more year. Um uh, Nation's leading score through seven games, 42.3. He also averages five rebounds a game, 3.7 steals, and 4.3 assists. Only a junior. I'm sure – I think Alabama has offered him and is looking at him. I know a bunch of other colleges. Kansas, are looking, Duke, all them. Yeah, all the big-time schools. We need to try to go watch him play. Um, but, yeah, point. I think he plays point guard, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, shout-out to him. We need to try to get him on the show. Yeah, we might have to reach out with uh see if uh Courtney can set up say, Hey, I went to Baker. Yeah, we'll have to get that. Do it for the alone. Our last local shout out is South Alabama. They finished their year on a high note, finished ten and two program record for wins in the FBS. Yeah. It's a well, shame they had such a great record and yeah. didn't make the Sunbelt Conference yeah. championship. They lost head to head to Troy. Yeah. And, and it stinks. They honestly I think they could have, you know, snuck into the top 25. I think they received some votes in the AP. They had a very good year, and they got a lot of guys coming back, you know, for next year's team. Kane Womack's a good coach. They're top five defense. He That's what he does. He's a good defensive guy. So, congratulations to South Alabama, the local team around here. They're very good. But we want to yeah. thank everybody for listening to the show. I hope you've enjoyed listening as the college football season comes to an end. Shoot us your opinions if you think we're wrong yeah. about Alabama. Yeah. Doesn't deserve if they do deserve if they you know yeah. if you hate us for saying that if you say we're not true Bama fans. We'd love to talk to you about yeah, that I, in a peaceful manner. I, I love debating people. It's 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 fun. Yeah. But anyways, thank you for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it through the regular season. We'll come back next week and talk about you know after conference championship weekend break down the playoff matchups. Some bowl games. We'll see who Alabama plays. Will it be Ohio State? Who will it be? So, very excited. We can't wait till next week. See you. See you.